Our knowledge is vast to learn real fast. It's about the Heavy Podcast! Rainforest, Monishies, Vikings and Normans, you won't find this very boring. Anybody can watch this about them in class. It's about the Heavy Podcast! Granny, granddads, mom and dads, they all love the Heavy Podcast! Decks, doors, windows and floors, listen if you want to learn some more. The Heavy Podcast! Hello and welcome to episode 4 of the House Tree Podcast a show telling the story and the stories of our area. On today's podcast, Keen, Bradley, Aaron, Dean, Connell and Jack tell us the story of the next powerful group to shape our area. They took over Glasnevin, built their motts and baileys and a castle and started to forge stronger links between us and wider areas of the city. Today we will learn about the Normans. In 1169, the Irish King of Leinster asked a group of warriors to come help him reclaim his kingdom. So succeeded in helping him, but a year later the people came back. Led by a guy named Strongbow, they landed and took over Waterford, and then proceeded to take over the entire island. These people were the Normans, and we will be discussing everything you need to know about them in this episode of the History Podcast. Now you may be asking, who were these Normans? Well, Normans were Scandinavians who took over large parts of Europe, such as France and Britain. They spread across other places too, with their soldiers. They wore chainmail and carried swords, long shields, longbows and crossbows. All of this armour made the less developed Irish people no match for these fierce warriors. Following their conquest of Ireland, the Normans settled here and introduced many new things to Ireland. This included French and English. Animals such as deer and rabbits, concepts like law, common law, parliamentary systems, and crop rotation, which is an annual swapping of crop to keep the soil the food grows in fertile, and names such as Barry, Fox, Finch, Smith, Bruce, and Arndale. Although most of their names came from the centre of Glasnevin, which was a typical Anglo-Norman village at the time, which was about 1300 1300s. Normans also introduced a new type of castle to Europe. This was called the Bottom Bailey. Now you're probably wondering what a Mott and Bailey is. Well, here's a detailed description. In the 1000s, Normans from France introduced a new type of castle to Europe called the Mott and Bailey Castle. These types of castles had an artificial hill, which was the Mott, and on the Mott stood a wooden tower or keep, which was the central part of the castle and the easiest part to defend. At the bottom of the Mott was a courtyard called a Bailey. The Bailey was usually surrounded by a wooden fence. Once they finished building the wooden enclosure the whole way around the bailey, they then proceeded to excavate a deep circular ditch that continued the whole way around the bailey. This defensive ditch was called a moat. The moat was filled with water to slow down any attackers from reaching the castle walls, but the Anglo-Normans soon realised wooden castles were not that strong and could easily catch fire, so from around 1100 AD onwards they began to build stone castles. Some notable castles and mots in our area are Dublin Castle in town, Glasnevin Castle, which is probably refurbished in 1345 AD, but soon fell into ruin after 1545 AD and got levelled in 1950 AD when they started building the new Bond Secure Hospital. There was also a popular Norman mot on River Garden Glasnevin Hill, and the circular stone wall at the summit of the mot is shown on some 19th century maps, but it was sadly taken apart during the 20th century. The earliest record of a newcomer to our area is William of Glasnevin and his wife, Julianne. They granted land to Concili to a priory, which is a place where monks and nuns live. There are no more records of 
of the transaction or individuals mentioned. So that concludes today's episode. Hope you've enjoyed and learned something new. Make sure to keep your eyes peeled for a new episode and listen to previous ones if you haven't already. Next, we have two feature interviews. In the first, we hear Jack interview his granddad, James, about growing up in the Wadley area of Ballygall. He attended the original Sacred Heart School, once called the Model School, located on the Ballymun Road. He also tells us of his great fondness for orange boxes and prams. In the second interview, we hear Kean chat with his grandmother Inga, who came to the area 60 years ago from Germany, and the things she values most about living in Ballygall. Enjoy. Hello, my name is Jack McAfleming and I'm going to be interviewing my granddad called uh, James Grace. So, why did when did you move to the area and why? Um, I was born in Waterford and uh, when I was three we moved to Dublin and uh, we lived in Patton's Road and I'm still in Patton's Road since 1954, so I'm 67 years here. What What did the houses look like compared to, ne- compared to now? Well, they were an awful lot different. This estate that I'm living in is, uh, I think it was built in 1951. And um, it was all, when we came up here, it was all surrounded by fields. That's all you could see everywhere. Nowadays, uh, they're all modernised. Like there's people have got driveways and everything in the in their houses. But at that time, there was no need for driveways. There was very few cars on the road. What? How did you buy the houses? Well, we didn't buy it uh, originally. It was rented. My my dad uh, was working in Waterford and uh, he got moved with his job to Dublin and he's from Dublin himself and uh, we uh, we rented up to uh, 19 uh, I think it was 1990 and uh, my mother said my father died and my mother said you might you should buy the house as an opportunity so I bought the house so I'm uh, living here uh, ever since. What was it like uh, living in the area? Well, it was great. Uh, it was a great area because everybody seems to know each other and everybody helps each other out. It's not like today. Uh, you hardly know who's living next door to you. Um, somebody calls at the door there a few weeks back and asks for uh, said a, a name and I said, uh, I've never heard of anybody uh, that name. And uh, I found out later on that uh, she was living next door. So, you know, years ago, you knew everybody. You knew everybody on the streets off. Waterley was was just like that sort of place. Um, What was the transport like? Well, there was a bus... Number 13 bus went from here all the way over to Anna through town. And uh, uh, you could go anywhere like on the bus. 
But we were very lucky because where I am, we were in walking distance to Crow Park, uh, Daily Mill Park, Cocker Rovers. It was only 10, 20 minutes away and we were walking. So we were lucky that way in transport. But, and I went to school in on the Valley One Road, Sacred Heart, which is uh, then called a model school. And uh, we, most of the mornings, if the weather was fairly good, we all walked to school. What was, what pastimes did you have growing up? Well, we played all sorts of games, really, you know, um, in school and, and out. Uh, I mean, there was all sorts of games, just there was conquers and, you know, uh, but we used to we used to have a very good crack because we used to make up uh, go karts and out of old prams and the whole lot, and we'd race down. There was a hill down Dean Swift Road, and we'd we'd have races down there. But the, the whole fun was making up the carts out of old pieces of uh, orange boxes and old prams and all that, and the steering wheels were, and all that. you know it was it was good crack, really good crack. But my, I, I really enjoyed playing football, so, you know, that was a great pass on mine. Do you have any facts about old buildings or heritage in the area? Well, this was, was a, an estate before the houses were built on it. And um, just behind me is Wadley Road. And then years ago, there was a, an old house there when we moved in. And it was safely haunted at the time. So we used to have, you know, great crack going in and out of it. But it was only later on that we found out it was actually the uh, one of the manor houses and it was owned by Lord Wadley. So that's why the estate was called Wadley Estate. And that's uh, that would be one of the buildings. There was other buildings around as well. So it was a very big estate that was, you know. Would you would it be like any other like the teenagers nowadays? You'd be allowed out to all hours out and everywhere. Oh no no no! You have to be in before dark most of the and uh, it would be nine o'clock um, in the summer when you'd be on holidays. You still have to be in early. You know. What were the shops like? Well, the end of the end of the road, we used to have, we had shops with the butcher and then we had the um, groceries. With a chemist, and uh, there was the yeah, there was a public house, and uh, there was a fish and chipper. So that that was the local shops that nobody went any further than that, you know, unless you wanted really something special, you got the bus into town. What changes in use have you seen in businesses and buildings in the area? What. Like, have you seen any changes in buildings or businesses? Well, not really. Yeah, you know, the only um, the only job that was uh, that there was a caretaker here when we when we moved in first, who he'd do everything for you. Like if there was a tap broken or a window broken, he used to come in. And he lived around the corner in uh, in Maywood, so he'd just ring him up and hey, but apart from that, like. It was. It was just. It was good. It was a good place to live. What food did you have for dinner? Well, it was very basic. The food and 
it was, you know, times were fairly hard in the in the fifties and sixties in in the, in Dublin, and it just uh, it was done an awful lot of home baking. And my mother was very good; she was a very good cook, and she made she could make cakes and the whole lot. And that was our treat, really. But uh, if you were lucky, then you got a couple of bob the weekend, and you go to the cinema. We had two cinemas. We had the Drunkandra Cinema. We had the Bohemian Cinema. You could go to. So um, that was somewhere something you look forward to. But that's only if you had a few bob to go. <laughs> Would you have like a special special treat you'd get like a in a week or a month maybe? Well. A special treat now would be probably uh, getting a, a, something like an, a, an ice cream or a, a, a chalk ice or something or a bottle of your favourite minerals, like whatever mineral you like, you know what I mean? Well, uh, money was very tight and uh, treats were very few and far between. What was the biggest improvement, do you think, in the area? Well, the, the biggest improvement was that... Uh, some of the lads, the men uh, that were around at the time, uh, started up uh, only up in Patton's Green there. There was uh, Paddy Fleming and uh, there was uh, O'Donoghue and a few of them started up Ballymun Kickhams. It was Ballymun Gales at the time. Uh, it only became Ballymun Kickhams afterwards. But uh, then you had uh, soccer teams around here. And that was the big, the big improvement was when sports came into the into the area and people were getting interested. It's a green that's up there now and, and there. That was only half of that was uh, you'd be able to play any sort of football in it. So that's an improvement to get that seen that it's the way it is, you know. Was there is there any difference between a confirmation or communion back then to nowadays? Uh, yeah, in in respect today, it's celebrated an awful lot, uh, you know, uh, kids and, and, and the parents and, and that's the usually, it's a big day like now, whereas you'd be going to a hotel or you'd be going somewhere like that. But uh, back then, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't like that. It's, you'd usually made your, your communion or your confirmation and you went you saw maybe some of your relations and that, and yeah, but it, it was again down to you know money. Money was the big problem. The you know. Yeah. Well, thank you for your time. Your very interesting stories, and I guess. Thank you, Jack. Thank you. Hello, my name is Keen, and today I will be interviewing my granny. Hello, I'm Inge, and I like to answer some of Cain's questions. Okay, first question. How long are you living in Ballygall? Oh, I'm living here about 60 years. Um, what facilities were in the area when you first moved here? When I came first, there were nearly the same facilities. Some were a bit different, like the shop. They had a green grocer, they had butchers, they had a haberdashery, that is a small shop who sells everything from a needle to paint. And we had a chemist and uh, we had a 
yeah, a chemist, I think that was roughly the same. That's uh, about the same. Uh, what would you have eaten as food? We ate a lot of similar food than today. We would have had more potatoes than today. You eat more pasta. We ate meat, maybe different vegetables. The vegetables would have been carrots and spinach and things uh, you grow in your garden. What would you have grown in your garden? Uh, we would grow radishes. We would grow beans. We would grow. We didn't grow potatoes, but we would grow lettuce and uh, different salads. Yeah. Um, what have been the biggest changes in business in the area? I think the biggest change is technology. When I came, when I was here first. You would go to the shop and every day nearly. Now you have fridges and the shops have machines which uh, automatically makes up the bills and all that. Whereas before you would have done the sums in your head. What transport would you use to get around? Mostly... We would use the bus or you would use a bicycle. We did a lot of walking as well. What are the biggest improvements in the area, would you say? I think uh, things got more easier, more modern, uh, not as uh, old-fashioned. The roads are better, the schools are better, and uh, it's more built up as well. Were there any jobs that existed back then but don't exist now? Yes, I think there were different jobs. I, like a milkman. The milkman used to come every morning and leave a bottle of milk outside your house and you could also order eggs from him. There was also a man coming around bringing coal or he would... Uh, bring vegetables. He had a cat or a small car and he'd go from house to house and ask what you want. What would you like, what did you like most about the area and what do you think sets this area different from others? Well, I like the people are very nice. The neighbours are nice and friendly. They look after each other. They help each other out. And it's handy, it's not very far from town, and still we have parks around here. We have a few parks, and we have the botanic gardens quite near. So it's a nice area to live. Yeah, thanks for the interview. You're welcome. Thank you so much for listening to this, the fourth episode of the House Tree Podcast. We are holding an open night in the school this Wednesday at 7pm where the boys will be showcasing all the information we have discovered as part of the House Tree project. If you're in the area and would like to learn something new, or indeed share something with us, join us for a cuppa. Big Falchis K. Drove. We're also working on some future episodes of the podcast 
as we approach the end of these amazing boys' time in our school. Keep checking on Mondays. Thank you for all your kindness and please keep encouraging others to listen. Fanagi Slán agus Sunas Arifse. Our knowledge is vast to learn real fast. It's about the Heavy Podcast! Rainforest, Monishies, Vikings and Normans, you won't find this very boring. Anybody can watch this about double class. It's about the Heavy Podcast! Granny, granddads, mom and dads, they all love the Heavy Podcast! Decks, doors, windows and floors. Listen if you want to learn some more. The Heavy Podcast!